Hey, what's up? What's up? This is Julian speaking. Yeah, just to let you know, you're now tuning into Detox. Ready to detox. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of G Talks, Ready to Detox. This is your host, Yoliel. This week, I was able to invite Olivia from Houston to talk about her creative journey, her creative path, specializing in vintage pieces. Um, Yeah, overall, just to get to know who she is and what she's been up to and any advice that she has for anyone who is listening right now who wants to start to do something honestly with their ideas and also olivia mentioned that she dropped her website in her interview which has already dropped because the interview was recorded like about two weeks ago between each questions i will play five songs that olivia has been listening to lately so let's get into it tell us about who you are and you know what's your name what do you do my name is olivia Hartunian. i'm 22 i live in houston i've well, I wasn't born here. I was born in Arkansas, but I've lived here my whole life. Um, I have a vintage clothing business, and I specialize in, like, rare designer pieces. And now I'm getting into, like, fashion history because I've always been interested in, like, I collect magazines, and I do a lot of research. And that's just kind of how I got into vintage clothing. Um But, yeah, I'm really passionate about clothes. You can see all these clothes back here. And um, I could just, I, I don't know, I'm trying to figure out where I'm taking it. But, you know, I feel like that's what everybody does with any kind of creative work. Well, how do you get like, get into clothes in general? How did you get started? Is Was there like a point where you were like, oh, this is what I like, like this, you know, this path and stuff? So I was actually kind of born into it. Oh, wow. Um my mom sold vintage clothing she used to sell mid-century furniture in the 90s Mm. and then she got pregnant with me and she was like I can't be like dragging around a bunch of furniture while I'm pregnant and a kid and so she was like let me switch to clothes because she had a feeling that it was going to be like this new kind of industry and sure enough it was Mm. but um so I grew up like going to estate sales and garage sales and thrift stores with her and I kind of hated it. Mm-hmm. Um, but by the time I was like maybe 13, I started to get into it. Mm-hmm. And then she kind of stopped doing the business when I was graduating high school and I needed a pay, uh, I needed a way to pay for my tuition mm-hmm. because I didn't have money. <laughs> And so uh, I started doing the business kind of on a whim, Mm -hmm. and it took off. Mm -hmm. And so I've been able to – I don't have any student debt, and I feel really grateful for that because this business is, like, something I really love doing, and it's allowed me to pay for school and everything. So.
Like you mentioned, you know, your mom and stuff, but was there anyone that specifically inspired you or anything to really get into it? Um, there, so, uh, are you familiar, the Smithsonian channel? I don't even know if they still have that, but there was, a the Smithsonian had a TV channel mm -hmm. and there was a show called LA Frock Stars. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was about a woman named Doris Raymond mm -hmm. in LA mm -hmm. and she had a store um over there for like a really long time she'd been doing vintage since the 70s so they made this this series documenting like what it was like running her store mm -hmm. and she was so knowledgeable and i must have watched this when i was like 15 or 16 and i was just like i want to be like doris because she knew so much stuff that nobody knew about mm -hmm. that i feel like was kind of forgotten history mm -hmm. and so i kind of felt like i wanted to bring like light to this all this fashion history that nobody really remembers or hears about because it's so obscure of it what has been your i guess like just because we're during it's a pandemic but also your platform is on depop but in general <laughs> like how do you motivate yourself to keep doing what you're doing of course passion but when times you feel like you know self-doubt or whatsoever i don't know if you have that but um when it comes to that what keeps you like 
going? I'd say that during the pandemic, I, so I used to work with friends a lot and they would help me shoot. But during the pandemic, I kind of had to become more self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. So I set up this like backdrop in my parents' living room, which is still up because it's how I shoot now. Mm-hmm. And I bought like a shitty little tripod mm-hmm. and um, I just started working on my own and I found a lot of, I like started to really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And I think that I found a lot of love in becoming more self-sufficient because I've been speaking with a lot of older uh, people who have worked in fashion a long time now, which is really crazy, but um, they've all told me that fashion has lost the spirit, no matter what, in what capacity you're doing it, they've lost the spirit of like, do it yourself, you know, everything's contracted and you have to work with so many people and network, which is important, but there's not this like, do it, you know, like from the heart and all alone, you know, and um, so I think I've found a lot of inspiration and just like trying to become more sufficient and just like being in my own creative bubble like this is my my workroom and I just sit in here sometimes because it just makes me feel like I'm doing something productive with my life I don't know going back to your platform Depop like why do you (laughs) choose Depop is Depop your only platform or is any so I'm actually working on launching a website. It's launching next Sunday. Okay. So okay. that's like been my big project recently, and it's been a labor of love. Yeah. But um, I, I've I've been working with Depop for like four or five years now. I want to say, and they've been really like supportive. Like I got to work with Megan The Stallion. Oh wow. Because of them. Um, and, you know, being from Houston, that was, like, a really big deal. Um, and they've, they've used me for, like, several campaigns, which I really appreciated. Um, but the, the downside with Depop is that it's not – I don't think my stuff can always cater to their audience because it is a younger group of people. And I try to keep things at a reasonable price range. But I think that I've, I've just grown really tired of getting low-balled all the time, having people question, why are, your pri- why are you charging? Like, you paid $20 for this. Why are you charging 100 And it's like, you don't question why Target puts $20 on something when you know damn well they didn't pay $20 for it. It's like, it's just ridiculous. It, I feel like as a small business, you get picked on a lot mm-hmm. for, like, being expensive but it's mm-hmm. like you're not going to see this stuff anywhere else mm-hmm. exactly. and you're paying for the curation the time put in and so I'm launching my own website essentially <laughs> yeah. but um, I'm really excited about that talking about like projects you say you work work with Megan super cool fire um yeah. what are what were some like key creative projects in the past or in the future that you're working on or worked with that really excites you. The the Meg one was like my first really big. That was pretty crazy. And I saw her dog too, which was really cool. Um I would say working with my friends has been really important to me because I think a lot of people what am I trying to say? I I've always felt really focused on like bringing up the people around me too and kind of create maintaining this like community. 
and network of people who are just as deserving of a platform, but who don't always get one because they don't make the same connection as you. Or, and so I really want to have that. Like if I'm lucky enough to get somewhere that is high enough enough high enough up, I want to um, bring the people with me. And if they have people, I want them to bring their people. Because the fashion industry and like all these creative industries are so tight knit and they're kind of elitist and they don't want to let people in. And I'm just sick of it. Fashion doesn't have to be mean. Art doesn't have to be mean. Um, and I don't. I want that to change.
Well, going back, I'm I'm kind of want to ask you the next like the next question. Like you said, yeah. you really like want to uplift community. Um, on top of that, like, what's the message that you're trying to bring, or just anything through your platform? Um, I think that I really want people to get interested in the history of fashion because I think it's so easy for like people to think, oh, fashion is so vapid and like kind of just like fashion girl because some fashion girls they are a little bit like all they care about is like how they look and and like having an influencer type of deal and that's not like I hate that word too even though it's like a whole thing now but it's just like I want people to know that there's power in putting time and effort into what you put on your body and even if it's t-shirt like how you'd put it or what it says or um it says who you are Mm -hmm. and I want people to know that and yeah I'm just really big on research and like understanding what you're communicating past just your body language and into like what you have on for now like how would you describe your clothing line in a way like what kind of style are you going for I'm trying to do everything actually because um well not everything but like I want to carry a lot of people limit themselves and they don't really evolve in the vintage clothing world they kind of focus on like antique clothes or y2k or like 50s or 60s or they do everything but then they don't carry designer or they carry vintage and then they carry some designer, but it's not like a, a good mix. And so I just want to kind of cover a wide array of like designers from the 60s who have kind of been forgotten about, which is a lot harder to source. But and then like the 90s, which is what I really love and, and the 80s and so on and so on. And just kind of, I guess this kind of avant-garde, but very wearable statement pieces that you invest in because I feel like I try to find pieces that are things you're going to want to keep forever because they're one of a kind usually or there's very few of them Mm -hmm. and um, I think it's very important to keep this idea of like investing in your wardrobe is like investing in yourself and um, yeah I've just always liked that idea buy clothes it's important because of all this like fast fashion and stuff it's important to realize that yes something might be more expensive but you're never gonna like see someone on the street wearing the same thing and it's gonna be something that has like a history behind it instead of just like being manufactured by someone who's horribly underpaid mm-hmm. overworked and then by a company who's making millions off of backs of people who are just like in hell probably because they don't have an option and I hate that but that's a whole other conversation (laughs) I don't source as much in thrift store I shop I source like through auctions and private clients and estate sales and garage sales Mm -hmm. but thrift stores are so overrun with people sourcing their own stuff that it's not worth mm-hmm. my time. Because, you know, you have to go into a thrift store for, like, four to five hours and, like, you know, and all day go back and forth to different ones. And um, it's just not 
a viable option for me to sustain my business anymore. And that's why my mom stopped because there was so much competition. And so she couldn't do vintage anymore. And that was in like 2016. Yeah. And she's been doing this since 1997, I think. So she was like one of the first eBay power sellers, which was like really funny. I still have her badge. But she just sold on eBay. Um, yeah.
guess going back, what advice would you like to give for someone that is starting in the industry? Just the creative industry in general. I'd say no matter what you're doing, if it's like art or fashion or design or whatever, it's really important to like have develop your own image and what you want to convey with your work um, and stick to that. And don't, I, I see so many people who are like emulating what other people are doing for the sake of like an aesthetic or like a look. And it's not, it might work for a moment, but it's a trend and it doesn't, it doesn't, um, like it doesn't stand the test of time, you know, and people are always going to know when someone's bullshitting. And so I just think it's really important to stick to your own vision and what you want to convey and yeah just be yourself which I know is like kind of corny but it's true I I think that um mental health is really important Mm -hmm. when you're doing something creative I have the tendency to be my worst critic um like I can be really overly analytical of my whatever I'm doing Mm -hmm. and that can be really hard on your mental health sometimes. Mm. I've learned to like kind of just go easy, like you need to go easier on yourself. And, and like you say, like finding your inner child, it's mm. important to do that. It's work, like finding yeah. who you genuinely are because it gets lost under all these layers, like the image you're portraying in the media and like, you know, who people think you are and who you want to be. And it's just this whole mind fuck. It's just like this whole charade of kind of trying to get back to who you were when you were really young Mm -hmm. and I think that like you said it's really important when you lose patience when you like consistently want result out of certain things I guess like how do you manage how do you manage the emotion of always want like something just like that super fast it's like this capitalistic mindset of like wanting everything super fast because everything moves so fast now Mm -hmm. um and I think that I do struggle with like you know we all go through those moments of like do people really like this is this good enough or I know sometimes like I won't be able to get stock so I'll kind of really stress out Mm -hmm. and I've just learned that when that happens you have to like kind of sit back take a breather and and kind of refocus your energy into something else and it will come Mm -hmm. like it like it I've just learned that really and truly like conveying who you are Mm -hmm. and not letting anybody else get involved with that people will trust you and they want to like see what you're gonna do Mm -hmm. with your work and like because I think people just want to feel like there's so much there's so many false images of people being conveyed right now. And I think that when people see someone who is showing that like work isn't always perfect, you know, I don't look perfect all the time. I don't always wear like, you know, like I'm wearing a t-shirt, right? Like I just, I, people want to see that you're not always having a great day. And, Cause that's just not how life is. Life isn't like Photoshopped and, you know, super perfect. Um, just taking time for yourself mm-hmm. and showing that you're not a perfect human being what do you hope to i don't know accomplish or just to see yourself grow and then 
without a time frame in the future? That's a really good question because I don't know how to answer it. <laughs> um, I don't necessarily have a defined career path, and I think that nobody does when you're in this kind of work. And I think that's okay. Like, there's this type of feeling of, like, what's normal and what isn't normal? And I always find myself, like, is this normal that I'm 22 and, like, I don't have a real job? But I do. But, yeah. You know. But I think that I would like to see – I would like to get more into, like, like – I think ultimately I want to become a fashion historian of mm. capacity and um, I want these clothes to be, these clothes are my way of letting people like see what my research is and also like letting them have a piece of it because so much of everything now is so expensive and I try to keep prices low. So I think that I really just want people to become more interested in fashion history and see that there's so much of it out there that we don't know about that's kind of forgotten and uh, also just I want people to become more conscious of like what they're buying and how it's what they're supporting when they support those like influencers who do all these hauls that's indirectly supporting fast fashion you know and uh, just all these things. Just, mm. I want people to be more conscious of what they're putting out there, mm. even if it's as simple as buying a five dollar shirt from Forever Twenty One. Like that—that's oh, a bigger God. impact than you think. It's a Sunday. Y'all don't go to church, so we gonna take you to church. So uh, here we go. We gonna start off like this. respect what you're doing i think it's really important to like just bring light to all these people who i don't know i feel like there's so many people who want to do creative work now but so many of them are just never given the opportunity or don't find the right connection so i think it's really important that you're making a platform like this that does develop these connections and gives people you know ways of being successful in, in this field. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, literally, and I feel like everyone has a place too. Everyone has a place in the industry. It's not, yeah. you know, and there's so many jobs. People always think there's only a couple people that could make it. No, you could do it too. Like, <laughs> there's enough for everybody to eat. Like, that's how this world works. Like, capitalism. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, it, and, the, and the system is only growing exactly. with, like, 
any type of any field you're in um and with the internet it's so much easier to put yourself out there Mm -hmm. and like show people what you're doing without having all this crazy overhead Mm -hmm. um which i think is really good yeah and it makes it a lot easier you just have to have that that push and that drive to really put yourself out there Mm -hmm. the best advice i got from my friend who who did the article um she told me that and this is so like dumb and simple but she was like olivia you just have to do it like you just have to you can't question it you just have to go out there and do it and she was like and you know there's so many people who do stuff that they you know they're they're not doing anything that is a really good contribution but they're just doing it so it's successful she was like, so imagine what you can do if you just start putting yourself out there and you've got all these, like, you know, really good creative things. And so I just, like, whatever, I'm like, should I do this? I'm like, let me just do it and see what happens, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really great way of looking at things because mm-hmm. it's just simple. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what am, what's the worst that can happen? <laughs> this, doing any kind of creative work, really it's it's a labor of love and it's a challenge but i think that the most important thing you can do is put yourself out there and continue to do it even if it doesn't work initially and eventually if you stay true to yourself and your image something will come of it and it's just you have to keep with that drive um but yeah bye
Could you be too?